I spilled this Lafroy quarter cask on my hands a little bit when I was pouring it and really got it to rub in and it just it's like smell umami. You ever like eat something with a good stank and it gets under your it's... fingernails and then for the rest of the day you just sniffing on them bad boys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've probably had this with Parmesan a lot, huh? No, if, it's, if there's it's... parm under there, I'm going to work its way out. <laughs> I'm going to find a way to work it out. But no, there's, I'm something under, that. there's something under my fingernail, and I don't know what it is. It's got like a... Mm. I think it might be the waffles I had, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> just See, a, there it is. Just another cold open, realizing how horrible we are as human beings. Uh-huh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! It's time, it's time for a load. And I'm talking about a load, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time. And I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E. That's right, it's Blake Tanner! And going back to you live in the studio is the S. Scotty Moore. You remember last week when I made a joke about, like, you know, a hangover no longer fucks me up physically, just mentally? Uh, yeah, I'm on antidepressants now, so I don't know what happened that night in Florida, but it was enough for me to go, I gotta, I gotta take pills. I gotta get on some shit. I'm fucked. Oh, uh, depending on the antidepressants you're taking now, that could actually make you get drunker quicker. Ooh, let's see. <laughs> I'm not, not going to reveal what specific drug they put me on. I do love... Have you ever went to a psychiatrist? Yeah. I, I used to uh, do counseling uh, when I was at UAB. Well, I mean, yeah, but did they ever, like, give you medicine for it, or was it just, like, therapy? Yeah, I had a beta blocker for a oh, little okay. while. I love it because never in the history of medicine... And this is no offense to psychiatrists, but never has there ever been a more whatever the fuck you want career than psychiatry. Because every single time I've went there, like, yeah, you're probably depressed. I'm like, you know, you're a doctor. You could just like say it. You could just be like, yeah, you have depression and anxiety. But they're like, I don't know. Maybe. Here's eight different drugs for you to choose from. Listen, we're going to pop each one of these in your mouth every night. We're going to see which one works best. Now, it's kind of like when you're at the eye doctor. Better or worse? <laughs> Better or worse? It's like, no, no, it's like picking a fucking chest in a video game. You have to choose the right one, the fucking... You're not sad no more. No more. Or sometimes it's a mimic. It is. <laughs> All right, and then you just get chomped on by your depression even worse. Alcohol can increase the nervous system side effects such as dizziness, drowsiness, and difficulty concentrating. You should avoid or limit the use of alcohol. I'm, I think I'm good there. I'm good on that, yeah. fam. Well, that was the entire reason I got these in the first place. <laughs> Hold on, let's actually look up the more important one. Delta eight. <laughs> <laughs> Will I? Am I good? <laughs> Is this all right? Good. What you tell me about it? How about Delta Can ten? I, That's on the market that now. One's the brand new one. 
Uh, I'm good. Looks like. Hey, hey. Cheers. Uh, all right. Well, Blakey T, it's your week to bring an idea to the table. You got to skip last week because we we started the show thinking we're not going to talk about this, and then we just said we we got we got to get this out of us. We had our own pre-therapy session, <laughs> I'd like to think. It's, uh, Before I had to go out and do real therapy. <laughs> uh, okay, I... Listen, I'm just going to preface this by saying my mind has been in a certain place for the last several weeks because of the shows I'm watching. Also, just got into Love, Death, and Robots. Great sci-fi okay. show. Wonderful. I've, I've heard a um, lot about it. What the fuck do you mean? Are you watching shows that make you depressed? No, my headspace has not been in depression. It's actually been in the one place untouched by unfettered capitalism. Space. Space. Hold on. It's still in Let space. Let me uh, pull up my uh, pull up the dashboard and see how long has it been since Blake went to the <laughs> less than a month since you went to the space well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my last idea was space-related. In fact, was. It was Deep West a couple of weeks ago where we made... And hey, that was a great episode. That was a great space cowboy episode. So, okay, we've done a space opera. We've done space cowboys. We've done a Mandalorian-type thing. Where? What's your new take on space? What's your new hit, hit take on space? I want to do a big old fat space parody series right now, and that's I was really kind of what we already do, unless you're well, suggesting we make the Great Space British Bake Off. Space British Bake Off would be great, or, or but the Great I'm thinking British more like, Space Off, where it's a bunch of people. Oh, it's on. It's a big space it's race. A big, it's kind of like um. Ah, shit, what's that movie? Cannonball Run, but they have to all get to space, and they're all really nice British people. <laughs> it's like, well, I've just got three proton converters. I only need two, but you said you needed one as well, right? So you could take my proton converter. How about that? I'm turning into Richard Iwade. Hello. Hello. <laughs> We're just going to make fucking... Um, Ah, shit. What's the Richard Iowate uh, horror anthology show? Oh, fuck. Um, I've seen it, too. Um, dark something. Dark. Um, no. Uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. The one he's at Garth Marenghi's Dark yeah, Place, it's yes. It's that, but in space. <laughs> I'm going to space, baby, and you're coming with you me. You saw where um, a, an AEW professional wrestling commentator did blatantly call out Garth Marenghi's Dark Place on commentary one night? Yes, I did. That fucking... Watching Garth Marenghi's Dark Place takes me back to a very special moment in my life where I was waking up every morning at 5 a.m. for no good reason, and that's the only thing that was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could we do, like, uh, a Garth Marenghi but in space where it's just objectively terrible and just takes all of the tropes and fucks with them? Yes, and I actually had an idea for a premise for it, which I think really works well into what we're doing okay. here. So, you know that there's the idea of, like, sending out ARC ships to colonize new worlds, like, and it's usually because the Earth is about to die or something horrible like that. Well, I want to go to that universe 
except the ARC ship that we have is filled with the people that they didn't want to reproduce. Oh. So they sent them into a sun, kind of like the end of that one Simpsons episode. <laughs> Looks like there's a bunch of dudes here. It's an absolute hog fest. How are we supposed to, ah, oh, fuck, we can't reproduce, can we? Ah, oh, we can't do, damn. You know what? Those guys fucking got us again. <laughs> what if... I kind of want to make, like, the Martian, except instead of having to grow potatoes out of his own shit, they have to make their own baby. And they just have to figure out a way to create a baby. And there is an episode where they just all kind of jizz in a bucket and see what happens. <laughs> they start doing a lot of chanting, <laughs> just hoping that the spirits will, like, imbue life into this. One of them rips out his rib, and it's like, this is what God did. No, no, no. <laughs> they send one on a spacewalk, and uh, they see basically another ship passing their way, and they say cargo delivery, except they don't have a way to send out cargo. So it's just a guy on top <laughs> doing a spacewalk on top of the ship, and he's just <laughs> launching a giant bucket filled with gum at another oncoming ship. <laughs> and then you just see it hits a ship, like, and, then, <laughs> and then the other ship just like fucking flies out of orbit and lands in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I don't think it worked. I don't think it worked, guys. And then the sun becomes a baby, like the Teletubbies. Hold on. Yes, I was about to say, the sun becomes a baby, and they're all, like, whittled down to five or so people, and they become the Teletubbies. <laughs> you know what? Hey, Cruella, step aside. Joker, take a back seat to our new dark comedy <laughs> pre-tubbies before they become the teletubbies they're just yes they're just called the tubbies yeah, yeah, yeah they're currently just tubbies um oh shit what if it's kind of like a wally situation where they're just little little chunkers in a little glass ball and there's tvs on them but as they like grow and evolve the TVs become part of them. And that's how the Teletubby, that's how they become Teletubbies. Because right now they're just Tubby. <laughs> we are Tubby, we are Tubby, we are Tubby. I, I kind of like that idea. I also like the idea that our, our dinguses from <laughs> the rest of the movie are just trying so hard until they eventually just like turn themselves into goop. And that's what becomes the Teletubbies. Well, no, no, no. I like the idea that, um, oh, shit. Okay, here's the twist. We're going to, this is not a traditional way we make a movie where we just start from the beginning. Right now, this is just a puzzle, and we're having to put the pieces in where we could put them in. What if at the very end, the whole plot of the film is that they are orbiting a sun, they couldn't tell them they're going straight towards the sun, but they're orbiting it until they get close enough that it heats them up and murders them. Exactly. And as was intended. And as like final scene, real dramatic. Matt Damon's in it. Um 
they start getting closer and closer to the sun. They start heating up. Their blood vessels start popping. One of them turns bright red. One turns purple. One turns yellow. One turns green. And at the very last minute, what's that? Ah! The sun turns into a giant fucking baby. Baby, okay. And then the baby picks up the ship. Now they're burning hot because it is the sun holding them. Mm-hmm. Baby goes... They're boiling. And it just like yeets this spaceship and it lands on the only habitable planet left in space. And it's the Teletubby planet and they're forced to recreate it. But they're all dipshits because their brains have been fried by being held by the literal sun. Yes, they are essentially just have had their brains fried, so they are acting as the Teletubbies, and they become, they, like, stitch the TVs into themselves, so they'll always have something to watch. They oh, is that how we want to Make these horrible it? machines. I was gonna do the, 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 the Telly and the Tubby earlier in there, before this happens. I still, because obviously you can't do evolution because it is just a dude, so that doesn't make sense. So how do we want to get the telly in the tubby? Because, God, the concept that you proposed, where they eviscerate each other, rip out their stomach, and then replace it with a television, is absolutely horrifying. Uh-huh, and that's where the body horror comes well, in. Well, you do need, like, what if... Oh, shit. What if there's like a scientist on, what if it's never been actually part of their body at all, but what if as they're getting closer to the sun, due to their brains being fried, they're no longer able to communicate. And so the smartest scientist on board is forced to find a way to get them to communicate to one another. And the way he does that is by hooking up a television directly to their brains, putting it on their t- stomach, and then... That can show what they're thinking. I like that idea. Although I do like um, if so, as they're trying to solve this problem, maybe the uh, the scientists, maybe they're still able to communicate, but maybe the scientist is actually going mad as he's getting closer to the yes. sun, and he starts performing these experiments trying to save everybody, as he says. But really, he's just doing the tub. The antenna on their head. Do we want that to be just, like, something that pierces down directly into the brain and connects to the TV that way? Or do we want it to be... I assume how they do it in the show is that those are actual antenna that something delivers them messages through. I like the idea of using actual antennas and he's like, Oh, we need to cover this up. I'm gonna put some nice little felt on this. What's your favorite color? It's insulated! It's insulating them from the heat of the sun and keeping them cool. That's their insular suits. Yes, that's what's keep... Okay, okay, they could use What this. if the scientist is the one beaming them the messages on the planet and he's flying around it like as some sort of... What if he got the closest to the sun and perhaps it made his skin like this horrifying metal... And he's, of course, a scientist, so he's a doctor, and he wants to bring, I don't know, perhaps doom to these four individuals that got very close to a solar flare. And now this, you could call him Dr. Doom, is fighting these fantastic four Teletubbies. Four Teletubbies, uh-huh, yep, yeah, you know, you know. 
Did you know that's where you were going when you started, or did it just kind oh, of happen? Oh, no, no, I absolutely knew. I was just like, do I begin with, what if he's the trumpet? You know the little thing that just farts its way up and is like, time for Teletubbies, <laughs> time for Teletubbies. That's him! Oh, he's been burnt so horribly that that's his fucking, yeah, that's his voice no. now. He controls No, it. no, no! The spaceship crash-landed... And the earth got covered up by the dirt, and now the only part of it that can still stretch up and, like, speak to them from within the spaceship is that little trumpet. So that trumpet, if you dug it out, is part of a massive spaceship. Oh, and so he's basically trying to communicate in them in ways that their brain-fried fried brains will understand. Teletubbies. <laughs> I guess it's a her, because that is a, a female voice. But it could, I mean, it could be the scientist's way of trying to get them to, oh, like, to unearth the ship so they could escape. Do you know what the name of the sun is? It's sun. Baby. It's sun, sun baby. Yeah, it's, they, they did not get creative okay. with it. I'm the sun baby. Uh, uh, oh, God, sun baby has grown up and has a child, apparently, now. The... Oh, wow. Oh, I've pulled up some articles to help us flesh out this universe. Um, the Untold Truth of Teletubbies. Actually, here, I'll start with our list. I've got two listicles. 11 really weird facts about Teletubbies. And then below it, it has a picture of the four Teletubbies walking across Times Square, but it looks like the Abbey Road cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, let's get into the unfortunate truth. Of the Teletubbies. One episode scared children so much that it had to be banned. Apparently it featured a, a lion and a bear made of moving cutouts, and it terrified kids so much that it forced it to be banned. Uh, it had a link, but the link has been taken down. I'm going to try to see if I can find it here, because it's apparently horrifying. I don't know how in Teletubbies you can be more creepy. <laughs> Because, like, if you'd said all of Teletubbies got taken down because of how scary it was, I'd be like, yeah, that track. I'd, I'd understand that. That I understand. <laughs> but I, I want to see what this, how horrifying this thing yeah, was. What? Like, I don't. Oh, wait. Oh, fuck this, actually. Is this it? The Lion and the Bear. It's a clip. Uh, this is an audio podcast. Oh, that fucking sucks ass. Oh, this sucks ass. All right, I'm so fucking ready. I'm gonna just sit. It's... Oh, the bear's cut. Oh. It's like a cardboard cutout. There is nothing that you can tell me that the guy that made Five Nights at Freddy's didn't use this bear as a reference. Oh, no, and then they start skating around and chasing each other. And there's like a horrifying dark noise as the lion shows up to kill this bear. And he talks like oh. this. Hello, it's me, big scary Teletubby lion. I'm the lion. Maybe the, what if the lion and the bear are, like, what if the lion is our main antagonist? He's a space oh, lion. Oh, yeah. Uh, number two, the Teletubbies were given keys to New York City in 2007. So I guess they're just hanging those out to dry. Uh-huh. 
the Teletubbies' home has been flooded. Oh, no. And it's not a... Oh, it's so good. Because I know what you're thinking. Like, oh, no, this horrible incident happened. It was not an incident. It was the owner of the house who got so pissed off at trespassers that she flooded it. She was like, I'm done dealing with you motherfuckers. It's like, oh... Do you like the Teletubbies? You like the Teletubby area? Well, it's about to be underwater uh, now. Tubby custard is actually just mashed potato with red and yellow acrylic paint. So don't eat that w- shit. Oh. Why paint? Uh, you, yeah, because there is dye. Tinky Winky? Do you like to guess how tall Tinky Winky is? Because now we kind of have something else we have to think about in our movie. I, I don't well, know. Well, Tinky Winky's 11 feet tall. And Lala and Dipsy are 10 feet, and Poe is 6 feet. What? Do you think perhaps when the sun god, Massive Baby, threw their ship, it was with such velocity that it increased their height? Or perhaps there's very low gravity on this planet, which allowed them to grow taller. Oh, or maybe the way they were mutated by the sun, like the scientists' experiments to try to insulate them, turn them into the tubbies that we know. Or maybe, like, the outside of the suit is bigger than we think. Like, there's water pumps and shit like that to keep mm-hmm. them going. There's a lot of options here on how, why these beasts are so large. And why I've never noticed but how big their ears are. Uh, <laughs> Those are big ears. Because of that reference that Tinky Winky's 11 foot tall, that means the rabbits on the show are actually fucking massive. And and apparently that's not a shoot. That's legit. They got fucking massive Flemish giant rabbits to come on set to make it look, look logical when these gargantuan beasts were leaning down to play with them. Holy diver, that's a big bunny. That's a massive bunny. Uh, And also, they reportedly mated so much that they regularly had to be interrupted and then scenes were reshot. Oh, okay. Uh, Jesus. So it's just like, time to play with the bunnies. What are those two bunnies doing? Ah, cut shit. God damn it, they're fucking again. So do you think the bunnies were already there in our universe? Like, they were the only people... Like, there to to interact with them? Yes, bunnies were the only people. Um, we- <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> now, uh, uh, it could either be that the bunnies were there naturally, and they were just giant space bunnies. Then, then they, or they, they the- taught the Teletubbies how to produce maize, and then the Teletubbies responded by giving them blankets filled with tubby custard, a.k.a. a deadly disease. Yes. Oh, I don't know if we could get the tubby colony say <laughs> the tubby colonialism. Tubby colonialism. <laughs> we have to stop this rampant spread of tubby colonialism. Alexander Teletub. My name is Alexander Teletub. There's a million custards I ain't ate, but just you wait, just you wait. No, he's going to be the character that we had halfway through the show to try to keep it, like, reinvigorated. Oh, yeah, Alexander Teletub. Um, Teletub. This one's sad. The original Tinky Winky was fired because he wanted to make Tinky Winky gay, and people got mad because gay 
Happy Pride Month, everybody. Um, that's oh yeah, that was back in like the nineties. I remember when that went yeah, down. Yeah, that was ninety seven. That was when they like he t- Tinky Winky like carried a purse. And like was very flamboyant, and I was like, "Yeah, that fucking rips." And then they were like, "No, it's gay. Kill it." I kind of would prefer that version. <laughs> the other three Teletubbies just beat the shit out of Tinky Winky with rakes. Uh yes, that episode is called Hate Crime. Hey, tell, tell hate. So we've turned the Teletubbies into homophobic, hate criming colonialists. For our news. God damn it. We gotta stop this tubby on tubby violence in our streets. Candidates for the Metropolitan Police's special branch branch were once asked to name all four Teletubbies in their entrance exam, and if they could not, they would lose marks. What? What Teletubbies that big? <laughs> but what What's Teletubbies that I big? I don't think that matters. I think the thing that really matters is the fact that why did a cop need to know this? Was there also just like a who's your favorite Seinfeld character? Kramer, you're in. Um, <laughs> there. Actually, ironically, this was the most uh, police worthy police oh. question on the exam. Oh, God. The, oh, oh. There's a horrifying spinoff from 2015 called Tiddly Tubbies and Blake. I want them to burn. They are absolutely horrifying. Like, imagine the normal Teletubbies, but worse in, like, CGI. Oh, they're like Teletubby Cabbage Patch Kids. I don't like I don't, that. I really don't. Are you Are you looking at the one I am where there's this little purple devious motherfucker named Nin? Nin's the villain. Uh- what the fuck? What if this is when they finally realize, like, they evolve into the role of Tele... It's almost like M- Tusk, that sh- that fucking thing where um, your boy and mine... Oh, why did he forget his name? I'm trying to say Jason Statham, and I know that's incorrect. It's not. It's Justin, Justin Long. Justin Long, uh, after a while, becomes the tusk becomes the walrus what if that's what happens is like the longer they're in those suits the more they embrace the role of teletubbies and we of course know teletubbies reproduce by budding and that's how we get the the tiddly tubbies is the fact that they finally reproduce and create more and well honestly that just solves the problem that is the end of the movie they they create their own like uh, asexually reproducing society. Oh no no no! That's the end of the film. If this is is this a horror film now or is this a still kind of a goofy sci-fi adventure? Because if it's a horror film, the end of it does need to be probably Poe, because Poe's the bitch of them all. Poe just falls to the earth crying in pain, and then three tiddly tubbies burst out, and they're like, "Well, we figured out how to reproduce, but at what cost?" At what cost as the others start to fall over? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I kind of like this. If now it's instead, it's like a 2001 Space Odyssey type movie. 
Like, they're just trapped in space, trying to survive and doing their damnedest to reproduce or find a way to, like, continue the species, and that's what so happens. I've got two more, but I need you to know I scrolled down and then saw a sponsored ad from Maternity Weekly that says, A letter from the devil written by a possessed nun has been translated and the most terrifying picture of a nun ever. Hey, cool thing to put at the bottom of your Teletubbies listicle enemy. Good work. This nun actually told us that the Teletubbies would be the beginning of the uh, end, and we are too the late. The creators sold the show in 2013 for more than how much? Five million dollars. No, fifteen million pounds. Fuck. And the final one, being a Teletubby, is just like being a member of the Beatles. So said Tinky Winky, we used to receive a lot of fan mail from kids and parents. I suppose we are a bit like the Beatles or the take that of children's television. Fuck you, Tinky you Winky. Remember that time Tinky Winky like, said that he was bigger than Jesus? He was bigger than the Beatles. <laughs> no, no, that was John Lennon. But yes. All right, um, now I've got. He said he was bigger than John Lennon, and then they, people started burning all of, like, the Teletubby God, albums. It was a My favorite show. reference to that is still from the Angry Beavers episode, where they, uh, they become, like, little dis- they become a disco band, and they made fun of it, and it took me until I was an adult to get this joke, but at one point, someone ran up to Daggett and said- what do you say to the rumors that you're bigger than sliced bread? And he just grabs it, and then in his best fucking John Lennon impression goes, it's true, we're bigger than sliced bread. And then hands it back, and then everyone's like, the angry beavers are hated now. They said they were hated by sliced bread. Yep. <laughs> and the way they got out of it was by saying, no, no, what I meant was, we're literally bigger than the sliced bread. Look at me. Look at how big I am. Oh, I don't want to have to look this up, but I am. Five of the strangest Teletubby conspiracy theories. Oh, let's dig Number in. Number one, the sun baby is actually a demon. At the beginning of each episode, a sun rises and the center is a baby face. Some claim to see a demonic visage take over the baby's face as it expands just for a second right before it explodes, thus sending subliminal horrific images to kids everywhere. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. To Google I go! <laughs> baby sun teletubby demon. I don't think there's no way this is true. No, it's not, it's, I've, I've got the, t like, the still, like, when it's supposed to happen pulled up right now, and first of all, it's only available in 240p, so, um, yeah. but, like, the, the eyes light up first as, like, the sun, you know, starts to shine really bright and takes over the baby's face, and I'm, like, that, I know, I can see where it's, like, that is, uncomfortable to look at but it ain't a demon face <laughs> it's unnerving it's very unnerving but i don't think it's telling me to worship yeah. satan the teletubbies oh wait hold we may actually already be on this one the teletubbies are biogenetically engineered slaves 
Okay, somebody's already chomped our flavor a little bit, What's I see. the proof? Well, there's no official backstory on the creation of the Teletubbies, but it's clear to some that they are not in control of their own destiny. A mysterious voice tells them when to do in everything, from eating to sleeping. There's also a vacuum-like character, the Nirnu, who is constantly keeping them in check, making sure they follow orders. Then there's the pinwheel, the godlike structure at the top of the hill that causes the Teletubbies to drop whatever they are doing and fall to their knees and worship whenever it spins. The pinwheel then picks its favorite character and turns on its tummy TV. Carrot and stick. It's very big brother. Tubbies watch spin. Oh. Tubbies watch spin. Okay, so now we gotta figure out what's the what's the <coughs> pinwheel in this universe? And was it, pu- hey, the was it put there by Doctor Doom? Yes, it was obviously had to be put there by Doctor Doom as a way to control the tubs, uh, because the uh, the Teletubbies, as you can tell, they are uh, they they have minds like children. They're very uh, you know um, like uh, they can't stay on task. They're not that smart anymore. And uh, so the pinwheel spins. It's got to be and it allows an antenna. It's an antenna, and then it's the reason for the spinning is the fact that I think this is how this works. I'm not sure. The wind is actually blowing the 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 signal towards them, so that way whatever's behind it won't pick up the signal just directly towards the tubbies. And here's what I'm thinking: is when the dot can get up enough energy to spin the pinwheel. He can take over the Teletubbies just, like, for a few minutes, and that's why they see the video played on one of the Tubby That's tummies. what I was going to ask, is what, do you think he only chooses one to keep up some sort of, like, mental warfare so that way they don't unite against him? You got to keep them separated a little bit, like, ah, damn it, what's Poe got that I don't? And keep that jealousy up so that way they never unite against him? I think that's a good interpretation right there. And also, like, when the when the doc has control, he can he can try to escape. Ah, okay, okay. What if he's using the Teletubbies to grab basically bits and pieces of various things across this world that he can use to rebuild his ship to go out and maybe it's not fully vil- villainous. Maybe he's trying to seek out like the rest of his of his family, of his people, where they ended up at. But, of course, as we know, that will, of course, prove to be a fool's errand because once he gets out there, everything is destroyed. This is the only habitable planet left. My God, you blew it up. God damn you. Yeah. Now I suspend existence with the goddamn Teletubbies <laughs> and the baby son. Uh, number three, the Teletubbies are hypnotizing your children. Uh, microphones pop out of the ground and chant time for Teletubbies about a dozen times, which led many parents to boycott the show because they believed it was attempting to brainwash their children. Now, I I got an argument that this is true. <laughs> like, not in the traditional spinning pinwheel version of brainwashing, but it is a repeated signal to a child which will cause them to go, like, when when the old hot dog dance from Mickey Mouse's clubhouse kicks on, my daughter drops everything and has to do the hot dog dance. That's what... All the kids love the hot dog dance. That's what this is, but time for Teletubbies drop everything, child. Exactly. It is, uh, it is a tried and true, like, 
time-tested way to get children to shut up for five minutes. Is just repeating one thing over and over again, and then they'll just be transfixed. Uh, Number five actually is not a conspiracy theory. It's true that they are ten-foot-tall giants. Um, But this one's the most fucked-up one. The strange connection between Teletubbies and Harry Potter. I'm gonna let you sit in this until you figure out how. Oh, this is going to be... What the fuck are they talking about? I don't... What kind of fucking connection would the Teletubbies have to Harry Potter? Are they saying that, like, the Teletubbies are somehow in the same world as Harry Potter? I don't get it. No, no, it's not that, but it is fucked up. Firstly, uh, Lala, the yellow Teletubby, has a lightning bolt as their antenna, strangely similar to the scar on Harry Potter's forehead. Okay. Come on. No, no, no. (laughs) No, that's not the fucked up part. That was the boring one. If you take the remaining three Teletubbies, Tinky, Winky, Dipsy, and Poe, and combine... Oh my god, it makes the Deathly Hallows! (laughs) It makes the fucking Deathly Hallows! (laughs) You combine that three symbols... What the fuck are you on? (laughs) (laughs) The state of your fucking show, mate. Oh, my God. Oh, they knew. They always knew. <laughs> I do I do like how quickly you were like, no, that's not anything. Wait. Isn't that how a conspiracy theorist is born, my friend? Oh, it's so good. I'm trying to see if someone, like, has a full-on explanation for what this means but they don't well i mean obviously you could take that as saying the uh the three teletubbies that represent the deadly hallows are um like are the three brothers in the story and lala is death well uh, yeah let's see Remember that Lala was indisputably the best Teletubby. Incorrect. It's Poe. I have no rhyme or reason for defending myself on this, except that we all kind of inherently knew that the that the way we inherently knew who our favorite Olsen twin was. So yeah, if one of them was going to be representative of Harry Potter, it would be Lala. Then we have Tinky Winky, the invisibility cloak, which makes sense because nobody gives a shit about Tinky Winky. <laughs> This is a very good article. Then okay. there's, Dip- there's Dipsy, the Elder Wand. Let's be real. Dipsy was always fucking shit up in their homeland, so I'm sold on that too. Finally, Poe, the Resurrection Stone, which makes sense because despite the fact that he is the youngest, he clearly has the hungry eyes of a Teletubby who plans to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, I may be the youngest, but that means I fear death the most. So thanks, Lala, the Teletubby who lived, for making this world a safer place after all. Well, there you have it, folks. Lala is indisputably the best Teletubby. I was trying to see, like, if there was any origin story, if anyone else had gotten to this before we did. Like, who the fuck, like, what made these things? Uh... Uh, we were interested in how children were reacting to the increasingly technological technological environment of the late 1990s. 
and the Teletubbies got TV sets in their tummies as a result. But it all started with the moon landing. I I beg your fucking pardon. The moon landing. <laughs> Hold on. Or do you are you telling me that we have come up with a completely unoriginal idea at this point? We just visited the Smithsonian Institute in Washington, and Andrew Davenport, a writer for Teletubbies, had been amused at how astronauts look like toddlers in nappies. <laughs> oh, well, okay, my you got me God. there. You got me there. Wait, yeah, because they do hop around a lot. They do hop around. My theory that they're giant because of the lower gravity holds some weight. Yeah, it makes more sense now. So it's a low gravity world. They hop around everywhere so they don't go flying off into space. My God. Jerry Falwell, this won't end well, criticized the obvious homosexuality of one Teletubby. (laughs) <laughs> Let me see if I can get my, my my youthful pastor voice. He's purple, the gay pride color, and his antenna's shaped like a triangle, the gay pride symbol. Okay, this uh, was the 90s, so I don't know if any of that's true. Falwell would reiterate concerns on the Today Show, telling Katie Couric that the idea of little boys running around with purses and acting effeminate and gay was something Christians did not not agree with. Fortunately, said homophobia was dismissed by some Teletubbies themselves as the nonsense that it was. Um, Now, they do make up a very large portion of the rainbow flag. I'll give you that, but that's where the similarities end. Come on, dude. Uh, As Tinky Winky, Simon Shelton, the performer for Tinky Winky, put it, people always ask me if Tinky Winky is gay, but the character is supposed to be a three-year-old, so that question is rather quite silly. (laughs) Very good. Mm. Uh, Then they did have babies called Tiddly Tubbies, and I'm trying to see if there's an origin of those. It's probably best to assume that they did not, in fact, procreate as we know it. They likely just beamed down or sprouted with flowers, or perhaps hatched out of eggs. I hate that. Really hate that. Those are equal with the with the world that we've built. Equally unpleasant thoughts. How is Teletubby formed? <laughs> it's just my next. <laughs> how is I, Tubby formed? How is Tubby? I want to know. How these ding-dang things came out! Is Teletubbies based on an asylum? Creepy Teletubby facts? I just... Oh, okay, no, we've read this one. But they this person phrased it a lot better. The rabbits indulged in on-screen sex. <laughs> um, I found a place... I don't know where I've gone in the internet, but I found myself in a place called the un-anything wiki where it's got an article on tubby custard oh no 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 i think is this one of those parody wikis let's see it is an evil food eaten and drank by the teletubbies (laughs) it is Um, also loved by tom nuke megatron hannibal lecter gigatron and the entirety of the septicon army well yeah obviously Um, I did find my new gender identity, because according to an official statement, Tinky Winky is simply a sweet technological baby with a magic bag, and that's just how I describe myself now. I am a sweet technological baby with a magic bag. 
Another tubby to find themselves in the middle of a backlash was Poe, who was played by actress Pui Fuan Lee. Her decision to feature in a raunchy lesbian scene for the show Metrosexuality caused quite a stir. Uh, there's a recipe for tubby custard. We already know that. They It hit number one on the charts numerous times and sold over a million copies. Uh-huh. The Sun Baby is alive and real. That's horrifying. The fact that they had to add on real makes it kind of horrifying. They're real. They're real. Teletubby plush dolls were once pulled off the shelves after customers complained that the Poe doll said offensive words like fatty or derogatory term for homosexuals. Turns out she was Uh, saying a a gibberish word, fit it. That is, um, I remember that controversy as well. It you is... think someone bought one with the with the tinky winky one and just kind of like tried to scared straight it, just keep <laughs> screaming at it? Just you need to stop. You need so, to stop. The Lord our, will save you. <laughs> is our film? Is it all all in space or is it all on the Teletubby planet? Because I feel like we have fleshed think... out the Teletubby world more than we did the space world. Yeah, that is kind of the problem, because I didn't expect, like, the Teletubby stuff to come in until, like, the last ten minutes. Yeah, I expected that to be, like, the twist ending, is that they land on that planet, and then they all die when the Tiddlytubbies burst from their womb. Yeah, that's the end of Space Odyssey, where he goes back in time and sees himself being born. Like, that is the end. Um... I, I really think that the space world, now that we are dealing with this, is kind of... No, so it's just people who are going to be sent into the sun. Um, what if it's like half and half? It's almost a... Um, ah, shit, what's that, uh, what's, what's that fucking army movie that's like half all of them getting ready to go to war and then the uh, full metal jacket? It's like that. First half... Is them hanging out in the spaceship being dumb. We do have to get in them sending, (laughs) launching a bucket of sperm at another spaceship that then crashes into the sun. (laughs) We do have to, we do have to plant the seeds of the sun, baby. Um, literally, as I might add. Now, do you think, hold on, now I just also considered something. There's a lot of, oh, how do I say this? There's a lot of cum in that bucket. Like, is the sun baby all of it? Or is it one specific guy's baby? What if it's mm. Dr. Doom's baby? Oh, so yeah, it well, I've never I've never really tried to impregnate a son before, but I can only assume that it works the same way. Yeah, it's like so, a big egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, only one gets through. And oh ultimate dark twist for Doctor Doom's character is that after he enslaves the Teletubbies to rebuild the ship, he disappears, discovers that the planet his family was supposed to land on is now dead. Like, no one's there, and he just wants his family back. He wishes he had a bloodline, and he did all along. The Sun Baby. That the... I feel like I've gone insane (laughs) the past fucking hour. I really do. <laughs> some bullshit. We've we've dived into some places. Some places I wouldn't have thought possible. Knowing Can't what I-, I was bringing to the table this week, let's say. <laughs> like, it, where? how did we get here? 
I can we actually quickly just do a quick roundup of who's cast in this film? Matt Damon, Matt Damon is, ben, yeah. A- ben Affleck, uh, Bruce Willis <laughs> as Poe. Oh no, <laughs> Ca- fucking um, and our comic relief character, Cat or uh, Kevin Hart as Poe. <laughs> That's the reason he doesn't get as tall as the other ones. It's because it has a Kevin Hart base to work off of. <laughs> well, tried to make you taller, but honestly, this is all we had to work with. I'm sorry. Bow! Big man put a dick on my head. Now I'm going to go to this planet and I'm going to eat mashed potatoes with paint. Bow! Let's go! I obey you, son, baby God. Let's go do it! This just makes me want to cast The Rock as one of them. No, The Rock is Doctor Doom. Doom. Yes, he is. No, Ben Affleck is Doctor Doom. The Rock is Tinky Winky. Okay. (laughs) The Rock is Tinky Winky. Kevin Hart is Poe. Matt Damon is La La. And Bruce Willis is Dipsy. In this, Tubbs. Don't go the full tell. I don't. I don't like full tubbies. I feel like that's too comical. This is a dark, gritty horror film we're creating, simply yes. called Tubs. And you know what? That really does help because there's no way we're getting the Teletubbies licensing for this movie. <laughs> um. So instead, when they land on the planet, they're just these grotesque monsters with bellies that are filled with television sets. Tubs up! Tubs up! Tubs up! Tubs down! <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, you know who we could bring back? Hello, friends! It's me! You're going to say me, right? Um, no, I was gonna say, like, Neil Armstrong or another... Elon, Elon, we had fun with you a couple of weeks ago. No more Elon. Well, that's too okay, bad, no. bitch, because I'm here! Did we, uh, did we renew his contract? I thought we said no after the whole Dogecoin episode. Oh, I see. Someone got a little pissy in their pants because I made their fucking dumb coin go to nothing worthlessness. I invest in GameStop, you piece of shit. I, well, I invest in, uh, nothing now because I've kind of fucked up all of that. I'm not going to lie, but it's okay because I don't need you anymore. I have my own backer. Okay. And? and and he's ominous and scary and you should be afraid. Yeah, but I don't really see how that has anything to do with us. He has a spooky voice. He's been at the end of all the episodes lately. There's oh, been you- like a a cool Marvel Cinematic Universe after credit scene thing going. Have you not been have you not, fuck, have you not been paying attention? No. If you listen to this podcast for, like, any amount of time, you know that I don't listen to the past episodes. What the fuck are you on about? Yeah, I even edit it, like, two times speed. Like, I heard some weird shit at the end, but I didn't really bother. With, I was like, ah, it's probably a weird thing in the music. It's what It was like, it was a big part of the plot. This whole thing. There's been a whole after-credits plot thing going on, and you haven't paid attention to a bit of it! Wait, wait, why are you telegraphing your entire evil plot at the end of our episodes, hoping that we hear it? Because we were hoping for a, a fucking fight! 
Well, because some sort of fucking battle. We we took away your ability to come up with ideas and like episodes and and, and goofs. You did. That's just kind of how we are. Yeah, like, I didn't half really. Half the time, half the time, we have no idea what's going on. Like seriously, we just ranted about Teletubbies for an hour, dude. I mean, we did come up with a good movie idea. Are you sure about that? Is that anything compared to Wife Fight or your great stories of the past, your great cinematic uh, masterpieces you've made? No, we've destroyed your minds and annihilated you. I don't... I don't know if he's gaslighting us or not because I honestly can't really tell the difference. It sounds like he's gaslighting us. Like, I know that... I'm not gonna lie, There, I did pull up to my house and there was just a big fuck-off antenna on top of it. But it only really messed with me during this show. Like, Fight Boys, Fun Fiction, I'm good for those. Like, you know I have other shows with other ideas, right? What? Yeah, this isn't the only show I do. I've got Sammy Magic, The Weird, Fun Fiction, Blake has Fight Boys... Like uh, fuck, super best friends or whatever that show, <laughs> whatever do, that YouTube I, channels. Well, two YouTube channels. Um, but yeah, I no, I'm not really notice anything. Like, have you? Wait, there's no antenna here. Do you even bother to set one up at my house? To be honest with you, no. We were like, ah, if one falls, the other will go with it. Well, you made the right choice. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, not I'm good for it. But you keep saying we. Yes. Who is we? Well, me, evil genius Elon Musk, mm-hmm. and... Hello, boys. It's good to see you again. Scotty, who is that? I don't recognize the voice. I don't either. It's It's been... And also, it sounds like it's going through, like, a menacing... Like overtone filter, you know how, like, yeah, like yeah, like making it deeper or something. Like, like, what's like that if about? If you were on to catch a predator and they didn't want you to know they were the predator, they you they would put you in like a dark, deep filter. I am not the predator. It sounds like you're a predator, my dude. You've re- no. got real big predator vibes right now, and I'm not talking about the Schwarzenegger movie. No, like you, you telly touch children is what it sounds. Like. <laughs> how dare you! I am no such predator. I am the savior. I am the future. I am the hero of podcasting. Oh! 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 That guy! Roddy Toddy Cast. Tobias Podcasting is my name. And after you boys got me kicked out of the podcast Illuminati and took my seat at the head of the table, I've had a lot of time to think about my revenge. Oh, fuck, yeah, I forgot we have that whole cool office at the podcast Illuminati. We have never used that. God, that sucks. There's a Dave and Buster's downstairs. It's got an, like, open bar. You've not even used my seat. All of the greatness that was bestowed upon you after your defeat, your embarrassing defeat of me, you've not even made use of it? It's in London, dude. When the fuck am I supposed to get a plane to London? I don't, well, they'll, they'll grant you a free charger over, uh, it doesn't matter because it's over 
for you, BS boys. Because last time I stopped you, tried to stop you before a hundred episodes, but now 200 is on the way. And Tobias Podcasting will make sure that number never reaches this podcast feed. I hope you have a better plan than what you've been doing, bud, because it sucks. Let me tell you something, Roddy Toddy Point and Potty. Yeah, because, like, even, even if we don't have a good idea, we'll fuck up and make some shit along the way. Like, it, it doesn't matter. It's kind of how we do things. Yeah, it's how it's always worked. Every single time we've done this. Mm-hmm. All the way back for the last five, six years almost? Five years? Five years. It's yeah. been five years. Really? Five years, five episodes left. Seems only appropriate then that I reveal my final weapon to use on you. And what might that be? Time! Okay. Oh, oh, that that was that was weird. I, are you good? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did something happen on your end? Everything just. I think my connection went out again. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just the the internet in my apartment absolutely sucks, dude. I gotta move. Oh, I know. Uh, all right, I'll cut all that out. Um, I, I guess. Um, uh, until next time, Blake Tater. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at the, uh, the Darkroom Video on YouTube. That's where, uh, me and my buddies, we, uh, make video game videos about video games. And, uh, that's about it, I guess, if you're not listening to this. And you can find me coming to you live from Orlando, Florida, on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And you can check out my, uh, a book, I guess. I got a book on Amazon if you want to look that up. And, but, uh, until next time... Remember to do the subscribe, and we will find you next time here on a load of pure BS. Pow pow! Hey, we did it! Yay! One down, however many to go.